Oregon's legislative short session is underway, and one of the details they're hoping to iron out is the funding to rebuild the infrastructure for Oregon's employment department. Yeah, no biggie. Now, if you didn't know, our employment department handles all unemployment benefits. I know, it's a misleading name. And to further catch you up, this part of our state's governing body is a mess. Navigating the system is a nightmare. There are huge delays and payouts. And in some cases, they're actually asking for money back that they've already distributed, which is awkward at best and financially devastating at worst. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Oregonian Business of Technology reporter Mike Rogaway to talk through how we got here, what the state is doing to fix things, and how someone can best steer their unemployment benefits in the meantime. It's Wednesday, February 7th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. I'm so glad you're here because this is something I've not thought about. And when Julia brought it to my attention, I'm just like, what? What's happening? (laughs) What's going on with all this? Well, I I think that's exactly the issue. I mean, nobody thinks about the employment department until you need it. Right. And it it really became top of mind for everybody when we had this extraordinary surge in unemployment um, with the pandemic. And then then people realized, wait a minute, this department's a mess. And it wasn't news. I mean, it had been pretty thoroughly documented how many problems it was having, but it really hadn't come to the fore until then. So let's talk about that. You know, Oregon's employment department, as you've said, is dysfunctional, and there seems to be a history of utter mismanagement um, for well over a decade now. Can you give us some context as to, like, how we got here? Well, let's start at 2009. That's when the federal government was doling out money to states to start upgrading their computers. Uh, the system at that time was already old. It was from the 90s. Some parts of it date back to the 80s. You needed COBOL programmers to, to make even modest changes in it. Amen. So Oregon had all this money to, to upgrade it. But it, it didn't spend that money. And the reason it didn't was there was a lot of dysfunction. There were a series of leadership failures there. There was a lot of infighting within the department, disagreements around priorities. Uh, and and management styles. You know, successive governors fired three straight directors of the employment department, but it it was an office that just couldn't get its act together and, you know, never moved down the road to updating those computers. And Oregon, like the rest of the country, had the good fortune in the years after the Great Recession to have fairly low unemployment. And so the issue wasn't especially apparent until the pandemic hit. And then you had massive layoffs And you had a department that was really struggling administratively and heaped on top of that. You had a computer system that was, you know, at this point, uh, you know, what, 20, 25 years old, far too rigid. It couldn't easily implement the the new programs like pandemic unemployment assistance for self-employed people that Congress approved during the pandemic recession. You didn't have an easy way to communicate electronically with the department if you had a claim, if there were an issue with it. So the only way you could get help was to call. And, you know, the rigid system, it would just spit out automated letters when you filed a claim, many of which contained inaccurate information. So it it gave you bad advice. If the payments weren't showing up, it was telling you the wrong thing about what to do or the wrong reason that was happening. Oh, man. It was a real mess. Didn't the governor also fire the head of the employment department, it's called, which is misleading, uh, (laughs) 
during the pandemic because of all this stuff. Like I remember yes. that that had rolled for sure. Yeah. Uh, the employment department was one of the things that as the pandemic was hitting, that was really going off the rails. Uh, it was Governor Kate Brown at the time. And what you had then was a lot of unresponsiveness to people filing benefits claims to state lawmakers and to the to the media about why the department wasn't able to pay the benefits that people needed when the you know hundreds of thousands of people Oregonians were losing their jobs in the space of weeks Senator Ron Wyden was pretty unusual to have a, a US senator step in and tell the governor from his own party you have to fire one of your top department mm -hmm. managers but Wyden said that and all sorts of other lawmakers got on board at that point uh, Earl Blumenauer did too and many state lawmakers did and finally Kate Brown did fire uh, the department head at that time. And has it gotten better since? Well, it did get better. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> and then it got worse again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about a little bit about that because I heard there's ongoing lawsuits regarding clawbacks, meaning the state is actually asking for money that they gave out. And it's it's as high as tens of thousands. Can you tell me where we are with that and like how it happened? Yeah. So, you know, part of this was an issue that any department would probably, any state agency would have. Uh, Congress on the fly during the early days of the pandemic, recognizing an economic catastrophe we were sitting out there, made big changes in who was eligible for unemployment assistance, at least through the pandemic emergency. And so the department was responsible for implementing, again, on the fly, these complicated new programs. And the results were imperfect. Uh, we talked about people who weren't getting paid. Some people got paid who shouldn't have gotten paid. Uh, now, that wasn't necessarily their fault. In fact, very often it wasn't. The programs were complicated. They filed an application. They might have been unsure whether they were eligible, or even in many cases, the department told them they were eligible for one program that it later turned out that they weren't eligible for. Now, at that point, both state and federal law have provisions in them that require money that was paid out that shouldn't have been. To be recouped, you have to ask for it back. And in some cases, you have to demand it back. And there's a good reason for that. You want a state agency to be a good custodian of its money. But we're looking at as many as 60,000 people who, who got overpaid. And sometimes these were people who were struggling financially and, and are still struggling financially. And the department wants $10,000 or more back from them. Now, some cases, it's a lot less. Some cases, it's more. But many of these people, they don't have $10,000. They're living paycheck to paycheck or maybe even less, you know, just struggling to get by day to day. So it puts them in a very difficult situation. Uh, the legislature authorized forgiveness of, of benefits in some cases where there's, you know, a, a large hardship or, you know, it's a clear error by the employment department. But that doesn't cover everything. And, and beyond that, when notifications went out, it wasn't always clear to people because they got so much communication, some of which was inaccurate from the employment department, or because they just didn't understand the system. It wasn't clear to them what they owed or why. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't respond or didn't respond in the way the employment department expected. So this lawsuit argues, uh, and it's before a judge right now in Oregon, is that the state's process for recouping the money violates the federal constitution's due process protections because it doesn't give people a proper opportunity to challenge the employment department's findings or to seek a waiver, a hardship waiver, or some other kind of waiver for this. This case has been hanging out for 
oh, 18 months or something like that. Uh, it went before a judge last fall for summary judgment. There has been no ruling yet. We could have one as soon as February this month, I think. It might run longer. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell. Okay, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, what our lawmakers are doing to fix this mess. Is anything happening during the legislative short session to address any of what's going on right now? Yeah, well, again, this is a, a, a situation where you don't hear a lot about this from lawmakers, except during 2020 when things were especially awful. Yeah. Uh, so right now we have, you know, something close to record low unemployment in Oregon. We have um, unemployment's below 4%. It has been more or less for, oh, we'll say 18 months or something like that. So relatively few people are claiming jobless benefits right now. It seems like a minor issue. But for those who are claiming unemployment benefits, we've seen in the last several months a decline in service times. Far fewer claims are being handled in 21 days, which is the, the standard for timely resolution, timely payment of benefits. And people are spending far longer on the call, you know, often a half hour, often an hour or more, trying to reach somebody when they have an issue and, and need help. So... Even though it's a, a relatively small number of people who are filing for benefits now who are getting laid off, those who are are continuing to have hard times. Uh, the Employment Department says one reason for this is that federal funding fell off. Pandemic era, federal funding fell off. And they went from, I'll say it's 1,200 uh, employees working on the unemployment insurance program to fewer than 400. So they want to boost the state funding. They have a plan to, right now, the trust fund that has all our, our benefits if we get laid off is up to $6 billion, more or less. That's a record. So they say, well, let's take money that's flowing into that, $45 million over the next three years, and let's use that to administer the program. And as far as I can discern, lawmakers are on board with that, and that could help. Uh, improve performance. So you're basically saying this short legislative session, they're just looking at those funds and hopefully that'll help out. There's no clear plan. There's no vision. It's just like money <laughs> here, please. Right? <laughs> well, well, I, I don't want to overstate it. There, There is one other huge change that's coming on March 4th. This is a really big change. Uh, and that's that Oregon is finally replacing those computers. Oh my, since the early 2000s? <laughs> since the 90s. <laughs> oh my God. They've had the money since 2009. But I wonder what's been clogging up the system. It can't be the 90s computers. It can't <laughs> be them playing on Atari trying to <laughs> push yeah. through a claim. It can't be that. Well, on March 4th, these new computers are going to kick in. Now, they're not a panacea. The new computer system is the one running Paid Leave Oregon right now, the new family leave program that Oregon has. And there have been issues there, too. But it should make it much easier to contact the department electronically. Uh, it should make it easier for the department to verify your identity. It should make the system more nimble, make it easier to file and check the status of your claim. And if new programs come in, it should be able to adjust to that. Now, one of the big issues the Employment Department says it's having right now is that starting with the pandemic and afterwards, there was a huge uptick in attempted fraud. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm just confused. They're saying it's fraud within the Oregon state or like, is it people attacking from different? There you go. Really? That's it. And some states lost billions of dollars 
during the pandemic because fraudsters, and then they could have been in the state or anywhere in the world, uh, were attacking the benefits programs with false claims. And in the urgency to pay out the claims during the pandemic, many billions of dollars was paid out to fraudsters. Some of it has been recouped, but much of it hasn't. That wasn't as much of a problem in Oregon, perversely, because Oregon had trouble paying the benefits. <laughs> so you're saying that- <laughs> We weren't a good target for fraud. Um, Our system was so bad that even fraudsters couldn't go in, which is kind of a, I mean, it's like crazy like a fox. You know what I mean? That's a good yeah. strategy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that was the effect it, it had. Part of it was our ineffectual payment of benefits. Part of it was the way we paid benefits. Um, many states- you had direct deposit. They'd put it right in your bank account. Well, to a fraudster, that's great. You set up a phony bank account or a bank account. You get the money in it. You transfer it out of the country. It's gone. But Oregon was older. Your first claim always went out as a paper check. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, if you're in Romania or, you know, Poland or somewhere like that, well, it's going to be flagged if we're sending your unemployment claim there. And if you send it somebody somewhere in Oregon, well, that's... That's hard to conduct fraud at that scale. You can't be driving around Lebanon or the Dalles or something like that, mm-hmm. pulling your, your pulling the checks out of mailboxes. It's just it's just uh, too cumbersome for widespread fraud. So fraud hasn't been as big an issue here, but attempted fraud apparently is a big issue. That um, Oregon is getting a lot of paid leave Oregon claims that are fraudulent, not necessarily by Oregonians, by people all over the world, and the. An unemployment insurance program is getting the same thing. And so that is slowing up the processing of claims while they separate the wheat from the chaff. The hope is that the new computers will also be more effective at guarding against fraud and that that will also expedite claims processing. Yeah. You know, the thing that I see a lot happening with uh, bureaucratic agencies like federal or state level is that they have an issue, as you've pointed out, computers from the 90s. But Sometimes the upgrade is just like not as new. Like they waited so long. They have people that, you know, in their ranks that maybe are not as well versed with what the technology is at the time because they're so behind that we'll get something from 2010. That's my fear is that we're going to still be 10 to 15 years behind. The hope is that the new system will be pretty contemporary. I, I think there is a concern, though, as far as the learning curve. Um, that mm. even if this does make things better a year from now, that if it is a good system, that the period over which people learn the new system, uh, both people filing claims and people administering the claims, might slow things up in the medium term. The one upside we have with this is, again, unemployment is at a historic low. So we're making the change at a time when, if it is a painful change, the pain will be perhaps less acute because it will affect fewer people. Mm-hmm. But it, it could be a difficult process. And among other things, the department is going to shut down. You know, it won't be taking any claims. So there'll be several days where you can't file either your new claim or your weekly renewal of your claim. Oh, no. What are they going to do? Well, just file before um, that or wait until after. People who don't file before the computers turn off on the 28th, they're going to have to wait perhaps as long as a week longer for their benefits. But if that's the only consequence, that will be probably manageable. Um, But if there are additional hiccups as people learn the system, it could be more painful. 
Yeah. Do you have any advice for those having to navigate the unemployment uh, system right now? I'm like, what can they do in the meantime before these computers are hopefully installed correctly and everything as well? (laughs) Well, the Secretary of State's office has conducted multiple audits of the department. And one thing they have suggested is that you have a, a, a claimant advocate somebody who works for the department but advocates for their customers, for people who are unemployed, filing benefits on staff to you know help people navigate that process. That's not happened yet. Uh, and they're not asking for funding now during the short session, but they say they will ask for that position next year. So in the meantime, what do you do? Well, get your claim in as soon as you can and, and file every week if you're unemployed. And then the the thing I always tell people is, is find an advocate for you. Every Oregonian has two legislators, a state representative and a state senator. Get to know them and their staff. If your benefits aren't being paid, they can advocate for you. The employment department answers to them. That's where they go for their budget. They do communicate pretty well with the legislature, and they can help you navigate this process. That's great. I mean, it's kind of sad that you have to go that far up. You know, it's like I, yeah. you have to tell their boss that they're not doing a good <laughs> job. Um, but I guess if that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I should say during the pandemic, Oregon was among the very worst states in the nation in terms of, of paying benefits. We're not among the worst now. We're sort of middle of the pack. It's taking too long. and It's taking a lot longer than it did a year ago. But it's we're talking weeks rather than months or maybe years to get your, oh, your benefits God. straightened out. So... Um, it is better than it was, but it's still, as you say, it takes more work sometimes than people would like. Now, for some people, maybe many people, you know, it, it works as intended. But if you have a complicated claim, you know, your eligibility is in question or unclear, that is more difficult, unfortunately. And it's going to be that way for, for a, at least a little while longer. So advocate for yourself. Be polite, but be proactive. It is your money. You're entitled to it. You're, mm-hmm. You paid this insurance. You're entitled to get it if you're laid off. It's a shame that it is a difficult process to get what you were promised. But if you're entitled to it, um, advocate for yourself. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for taking the time and, and breaking that down for us. I'm glad that you're on this because like you said, it's you know it's not like a peg where everyone's like, oh, what's going on with unemployment? But it's <laughs> a very important uh, a failing in our government that needs to be looked at. I'm glad you're doing the looking. <laughs> <laughs> when you need it, you really need it. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate or leave us a review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.